0: Welcome to Talent Management Truths. I'm your host, Lisa Mitchell. I'm a talent management thought partner and results coach, wife, and mom. Talent management leaders are hungry to learn from their peers and want to hear about real life talent initiatives. This podcast is for and by talent management leaders. My guests and I dig into successes, challenges, and lessons learned from a very practical, not theoretical point of view you'll discover important insights about how to elevate your confidence and amplify your influence in a role known for being caught in the organizational middle. I'm thrilled to have you listening. So let's get going and hear the truth about talent management today. Can you imagine picking up your whole life and your child and leaving your home because staying in a basement with bombs raining down outside is simply not an option? Can you imagine not being able to find a comparable position and salary in your new country? Well for some of you listening, you can't imagine this. Unfortunately, for so many Ukrainian citizens and other people displaced by war around the world, these experiences are common. My guest is Nadia Lagutina, an experienced senior HR leader who's familiar with all of the best HR practices and policies and knows how to effectively apply them in the workplace. Nadia was previously a senior HR leader in a massive global organization headquartered in Europe. She holds two master's degrees, one in finance and one in psychology. She recently relocated to Canada from Ukraine because the war forced her to leave the country. I first met Nadia soon after she arrived, and I was struck by her optimism, resilience, and grace under pressure. I know you'll be inspired by her story.
1: Welcome to the show, Nadia. It's really great to have you here. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa, for having me here today. It is a pleasure for me. Thank you for that opportunity to share my story. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> and, you know, what a great segue. I'd,
0: I'd love it if you could tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and your,
1: your very special background and what you bring to the table. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm Ukrainian, recently relocated to Canada from Ukraine because war forced me to leave my yes. country. I am experienced HR manager. we'll, <laughs> manager. we'll get into that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm experienced HR manager with, who familiar with the best HR practice, and I have a, a extensive experience as external is recruiting manager and internal HR manager.
0: Okay. All right. And so what what was the company that you were with when you were in the Ukraine? The
1: last company I used to work, it was Fozzy Group. It's a huge company. Yeah. There are 33,000 employees. Uh, 33,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a Fair huge much. one. Yeah. It's really huge and bright company. I love it. And i worked as a head of the HR department there. I yeah. was responsible for delivery office. Okay,
0: so yeah, so you had all of the components of HR, learning and development, strategy, recruitment, everything was under you. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Right. So a senior, you know, here in Canada, an HR manager might be sort of you know a, a middle type of role, right? F- an or a frontline manager in some cases depends mm-hmm. on the organization and the size of it. So you were you were more at sounds like a director VP level.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. right. Excellent. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know thanks for sharing a, a bit about about your background. I mean, it's there's a lot more to the story for our listeners. So first of all, I just want to acknowledge, you know the impact of the Ukraine war on your life and your son's life and 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 your job and your well-being and needing to relocate and i'm I'm you know, really glad you've been able to find a home here in Canada.'re mm-hmm. excited to have you here and and yeah, it's it's tough. everybody I speak to is is really completely upset and dismayed by what's going on with the Russian yeah. invasion of the Ukraine so I just want to acknowledge that it actually makes me feel emotional so
1: oh yeah it, I feel the same thing you yeah, like it's so always dramatic. with us mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you
0: came here I think it was in in May or no April wasn't it of this year uh, it
1: was end of April right 25th of April
0: Yeah, and I know that you had a host family, and we share a contact in in common, Julie Wells. Yeah. And we've been helping you and and was next to the host family and so on. But tell us a little bit about, like, what was it like, like, coming in, in terms of how you were welcomed, supported, not supported, whatever. What did it look (laughs) like in a nutshell?
1: Wow. Of course this experience that I and me and my child received we will never forget. Yeah. We we stayed in a basement eleven days under all those explosions. It was really scary oh and God. it was like our new reality. Yeah. It's hard to imagine that it's going on in our life. And yeah, once and during the night, I saw my child was sleeping on the floor, uh, surrounded by people who were really scary. And uh, I decided, like, I just, I don't want he has this life, this kind of life. yeah. yeah. And I decided to do something. So, And one of my clients, he's amazing American guy. I used to work for him as a recruiter. He proposed me to arrive to America, to his house, his and his family house from the beginning and he found a law company who support us on that way. Okay. But it wasn't easy to get American visa, so that's why he found the Canadian family who wanted to support us. Okay. So we how we arrived uh, to Canada. So of course we we were in uh, Poland, in Czech, in Prague, and Austria. So it was long process to receive all documents wow. and to, to come here. Yeah, it wasn't easy for us. And for, for sure, we have to have enough money <laughs> to arrive here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then you had to make the journey here,
0: and then you you were you know somebody help you know gave you a home to stay in temporarily. Yeah. And- and that it was all about finding the job right Mm -hmm. trying to find you're a hard worker and somebody who wants to work and so you know tell us a little bit about the job hunt and what you experienced because you and i met not long after you got here
1: Mm -hmm. i know it was there was a lot a lot of uh, hurdles for you wow it was a lot you're right Lisa. yes it was I'm quite confident HR professional yeah I always bring result to my customer doesn't matter who the it's it's a corporate or it's a private sector so it doesn't matter who I work for where I work for and um, when I arrived here and I started job search <laughs> so it was for me I was surprised doesn't matter what kind of experience do you have. So like you don't have Canadian experience. <laughs> uh-huh. So it means you 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 knew nothing. Like wow. <laughs> and from the beginning I met a lot of HR professional, external HRs, recruiters, and also I attended a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. Really, it was my job. <laughs> I started from 8 and finished at 5 in the evening. So it was just non-stop meetings and interviews. So I learned a lot. I appreciate all those advices that people provided to me. They were really nice and amazing. Like some woman met me when I already got an offer and I told her, I want to let you know, like... That I have already offered on my hand, just (laughs) be aware of this. And she told me, "Oh, I'm so happy for you. I don't have any job, but I just wanted to support you and to be stay contact with you and etc." So. I really appreciate all those spaces and meetings that people gave me a lot of support here. Canadian Mm -hmm. that I I tell not once, like Canadian amazing and very friendly and very kind and supportive people. I am really happy to be here in Canada and have this uh, experience of support. And yes... (laughs) According to job search, it wasn't easy for me because I was expected for sure, like for management role, because yes. I was experiencing that. At, and and I really know, weird. yes, and I know all processes. I, for last company, it was a startup and I built from scratch all HR department and I support all authors and really I had a great team there and I, everybody was happy. Well, so,
0: so let me jump in for a second here, because what's so interesting, and I wonder if listeners are picking up on the same thing, is, you know, on the one hand, you have all of these wonderful Canadian people who were generous with their time, it sounds like, and you're very grateful as a result. And They were very friendly. They cared. They wanted to be able to support and help you. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, on the other end, you're running into all these roadblocks with with people, I assume some of them HR and talent and hiring, direct hiring managers in different departments saying, we need Canadian experience for you to be an actual leader or manager in our business.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: interesting because, you know, I I... I've seen this written about, you know, I've read about this being a problem for newcomers to Canada. In my own experience, I, I I was a leader for over 25 years in corporate and I've hired people brand new to Canada several times, not just for my own teams, but through recruiting. And so I was mm-hmm. I've always been kind of skeptical. How true is this? And so when I met you and you were talking about it and had that firsthand experience in particular, I was really quite, quite dismayed by that. So you know, I think this is an opportunity to get people thinking about, like, what's going on that, that they see somebody who led a massive division in a, in a company that was 33,000 strong, right, and has done the whole kit and caboodle, and, and the, there's a worry they can't translate it here. It's like, what, just because they're new, right? hmm What do you think? What, what, like, it's not that people are, are bad or they're trying to be mean, but what do you think gets in their way?
1: Oh, this is a good question. <laughs> I think there are some several issues or several opinion or sev- like several points what I have. I think I can highlight. Like for me, it was first, it of course it demands of roles or requ- requirements for a job profile. Yes. If we are looking for a candidate or for an employee, like maybe the duties of that role. It's very specific, like they want a particular set of skill. Yes, and this skill, like you have to to know some specific Canadian rules just because of that. It's like, it makes sense for sure. Like person has to know these rules and these things and they will not able to do a job without this knowledge. Sometimes it's really like, it's yeah, for sure, it's just Canadian experience. We can provide this role just for people with Canadian experience. Yes. For other side, I think some HRs or recruiters and hiring manager, they don't have time to go deep in the background and check it. Yeah, and Uh, expertise and uh, all this work experience to check it. Because without Canadian experience, without kind of Canadian certificates, like how you can check it, you have to trust. But for this, you have to have really good assessment knowledge. Right, right. And maybe there is the issues, maybe just like an option and not one, yeah. Yeah, well, and that's a good point.
0: Like, it's we're not going to solve this this exact problem, but I, I'm hoping you know, I, for me, it's been a really good chance to pause and sort of think about like what is the bias in action. And by the way, when I said that that I was always sort of like, you know, I've worked with many newcomers, but I'm sure there's been decisions over the over the years where it was like, oh, we really need somebody who's got ten years experience with HR employment law. You know, with it with employment. Mm-hmm in ontario or whatever because you know because they're going to be managing something fairly complex with employee relations or labor relations and so on so so i can see you know the point that you know it would be attractive for somebody to say we want somebody with who's gone through that and kind of knows what they're doing i also wonder though if if there's not an opportunity to sometimes to say just as the family that sponsored you with a home and so on and helped Mm -hmm. you, you know could companies in some cases say well how can we These newcomers, not just people from the Ukraine that are displaced, but other folks like it's, it's Mm -hmm. but how could we help them if we need labor? There's a massive problem right now with not being able to fill jobs. There's not enough skilled talent, right? In many cases, I hear this from everybody, every company. It's really interesting. So what if we got creative and innovative and worked with newcomers to help them learn and get that experience you know elbow to elbow with somebody already in place with a view to bringing them
1: on board it is nice that you pointed to lisa i don't think there are no candidates in canada right like people struggled with uh, no candidates like oh yeah (laughs) i have tons of candidates like i see other problems there compared with my previous experience yeah with my experience in ukraine so employer labor market or employees labor market is there are different rules how recruiters behave there yeah and candidates so i think there are a lot of candidates but maybe there are different issues maybe people can't evaluate them maybe hiring hiring manager don't know what to do with this work experience what newcomers have yeah like i i see a really different issues but not not this one. There are a lot of people and all of them, they want to work and just the problem to find the right one. Well, that's more what I was getting at. So I have, uh-huh. I'm just going to
0: back up because I don't think we mentioned that you did land a job in June. Now it's not a, it's not a leadership role. It is a recruiter position. Yeah in a firm and you are enjoying the role and you, you shared with me that you know it's a they've treated you really well and, and, and it's yes. great, I mean, it's not, it's probably, I would think, not as challenging, not your words, as mm-hmm. when you had everything in the HR basket. That said, you've got direct experience over the last few months recruiting for a Canadian company in the Canadian market. So that's, for listeners, that's why Natty is commenting on this. So you're seeing lots of candidates, but what I've been hearing, from people, other people in talent acquisition is that, yes, there's lots of candidates. And at the same time, they're finding they're not getting the, the the suite of skills or or experience that they're looking for, that it seems to, and also candidate behavior has been a bit odd in this employee market, right? With people using offers to, to try to, to take them to other employers to see if they can mm-hmm. get a better offer over there, like different things like that. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that? Like, does that sort of
1: mirror at all what you're seeing? I was lucky. (laughs) I didn't have this kind of odd behavior of candidates. I have lots of candidates. I can't find a job for all of them, really. (laughs) okay, okay. So I struggle with other problem, you know, like if someone needs talented people, just drop me a line (laughs) because I have different nationality, different fields, newcomers and not just newcomers. And really, I would love to help them to find a job because they are talented. Yeah. And in my company, they don't have enough position for every one of them. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you're having that experience. So maybe it's more on the
0: on the you know external search firms that that are finding that particular issue because it because it's, it's come up many times. So okay, so let's let's kind of change gears here. So we've been talking mm-hmm. a little bit about this you know problem with with how we see newcomers and how we how we choose to bring them in or not and there's something to be said for coming in and and embedding yourself in an organization as you have and getting that that direct experience, that so-called air quote Canadian experience Mm -hmm. so that you can down the road move that into a role that, that maybe encompasses more of the HR kind of practices that, that you're used to. But let's move away from that for now. And, you know, I'd love to understand, since you have such depth of expertise and talent in HR, what's the talent initiative that you are most proud of in your career?
1: Oh. <sighs> Oh, wow. It is so deep question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to answer because it's hard to choose. Everywhere where I, I, wo- I worked, I brought something that was some unique. I have two master's degrees in finance, psychology, HR course. Yes, like I am certified assessment specialist. So like I learned a lot. And also I used to work on globally with different teachers from different countries so I learn from everyone yeah something right. and yes. I always try to put this all my knowledge in place where I work so it's always something in the company what I brought there and right. li- yeah there like for the last company, I built all HR processes from the zero, yeah, from the scratch, yeah. And I'm proud of my skill, how I can create a team, mm-hmm.
0: how I can
1: help people develop themselves beside me, and how they can become leaders. and. Yeah, it's also like I bring something to a business always. Like I, yes. I have a request from business, and I always think about people, and I put it together. Ah, uh, yeah, I like how you how you how you explained that.
0: So so let's talk about when you did build all of that from scratch. You built the processes. You built mm-hmm. the team. And then you just mentioned that you know you you like to you're a lifelong learner clearly with two master's degrees. So how did you help you know the people around you on your team really
1: develop themselves? Like, what is your philosophy and your approach there? Oh, I love I love people with with all my heart. Yeah, and when I knew in the team, it's my first meeting where I have three questions when i try to understand my people first i have to build connection with them like it's main rule for me connection with people then i have three questions like what do you like to do what do you want to do what you don't want to do (laughs) and what would you like to learn what kind of skills would you like to improve Mm. and i support them on that way I see a, ta- a natural talent of people and I help them to develop them because uh, if I understand what do they want to do according their duties <laughs> yes. so I can help them to be happy on the their workplace and improve their knowledge and develop them and if they need sometimes like I have a personal meeting and I provide some advices if they need because sometimes people people very smart you just have to trust them and you have to listen them and to guide them if they need it right. just it's, it's like my approach how i help them sometimes i see and of course i am example for them right Absolutely, right? So everything starts from me, yes, and my behavior and my approach and my attitudes. So just stay with me in the same room. I can see how they change their behavior right, and their attitude.
0: Okay, beautiful. All right,
1: yeah, so I think it really sounds like modeling
0: the way and trusting your people. As you said, people are smart, and I think... It's easy for leaders to kind of get caught up in in telling, telling people what to do. And yes, they might need some advice at times, as you said, like, you know, provided happily if they need it. But oftentimes they don't. What they need help with from leaders more often is figuring out on their own, right? We can be facilitators as leaders to draw it out of them. Yes. Yeah. And you just yeah. did the thumbs up. So what resonated about <laughs> that with you?
1: <laughs> yeah, like I have a request from a stakeholder, the HR. Yeah, I have a request. We have achieved something, and I ha- I can ask my people how we can achieve that. What do you think, guys? Like we always have a plus or like advantages and disadvantages. So we have a, a point eight. Where are we, Where are we now? And point B, where we want to go, like our yes. stakeholders want to go there. Yeah. So we, we evaluate resources and we made a plan. And yes. I love to do this with my people. Of course, I'm a leader and I'm more experienced than this. Sometimes it's really young guy. And uh, so I help them if they need my help, like with questions. Yes. And uh, I explain them some things and we create a plan so like that's why I love facilitating meeting and I love working with people like help them to create a decision and sometimes it's like really amazing decision like wow I never thought in this way like it's really it helped me develop myself too not just for them like I love it Oh, that's so funny you say
0: that because that's one of my favorite things in in coaching when I'm working <laughs> one-to-one with people as a coach, because part of being a coach, and I really believe in being a coach-like leader as well, is this idea that put your assumptions away, like just, just be blank slate, just be open and curious. You don't know where this person's going to go and what they actually need. So one of my favorite things when I'm working with somebody as their coach and they have this moment where they decide what they they want to They have a realization or they have, they make a decision about what they want to do about it. Mm -hmm. And it's completely surprising to me. I know I've done my job. I love it because it's not, because if I had taken the role of being the advice giver, right, and just gone straight in with, I know what to do. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. I know what I
1: would do, but I don't know what's
0: right for this person in front of me.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that is what, why I'm proud of, that people can find their own solution for themselves. Yeah. And sometimes I'm really, wow. <laughs> yes, I love it. It inspires me and i always proud of myself and of people, but they're so smart and they just need one question to find their own way and to feel satisfaction at work or in personal life, doesn't matter. Sometimes with a question at work, they improve their personal life too. Actually, what? my la- from my last company, my one of my employees, she told me that, that you helped me to develop myself as a HR specialist and also as I improve my personal life just because of you so it's really great for me this outcome you know like wow i love it
0: absolutely because there's it sounds like a ripple effect you know like it or a domino effect where just by you trusting this Mm -hmm. person to come up with their own solutions and and you're just you're you're guiding that you're facilitating through questions it's like oh geez, I could do this on my own in my personal life and actually be more empowered and be able to self-coach. So, yeah.
1: Brought, yeah. yeah. I think, yes, I think it is nice for HR leader or for leader in general to be quite confident and to save personal okayness, like I'm okay. yeah, And I allow other people to share their opinion and bring something to the table and to, we can generate together. It's great. Generate together. Yes, absolutely. That collaborative.
0: Some of us is smarter than one of us. I probably have that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right, you know, because when we have more people looking at an opportunity, then we're, we've are we got greater range of perspectives and we're going to make better decisions because we're better. Oh, right. right. We've analyzed it better. Okay, fantastic. So, the other thing too that, you know, just going back to something you said, you know, you you work with the team to say, well, how can we achieve moving from point A where we are to point B, which is what the stakeholder wants? So this is really, really resonates with me, Nadia, because I'm always talking about being really outcome focused, really clear with me the stakeholder, making sure, yes, that you're both absolutely crystal clear on what's going to be different what's the shift here and how are we both going to know and agree that that's what's happened and then you work back from that really really Mm -hmm. okay so you know we're coming to an end actually so so let's just might have time for another one or two questions so you know when it comes to when you think about all of your depth of experience when it comes to getting buy-in from those stakeholders Right around different programs that you're you you've been charged with implementing or you want to implement, what is the approach that you like to use that's been successful?
1: Oh, my favorite! <laughs> it, is, it is important to understand why they want it. Oh. When I understand the sense and what they what they want, how they see this, their vision, it helps me to build like this plan from A to B, clearly, because if if this is my strategy, I try to understand the vision of the stakeholders, I try to accept their that vision, because sometimes maybe we can have a different (laughs) vision, where we have to go, and if it can be a strategy, it's my strategy. It is important for me, especially, and I think for everyone, for people, to understand the reason why we have to go there what we are going to achieve there. Yeah, like, and... Context
0: and purpose, it's huge. Yeah, so starting with that right off the bat, and I would imagine that that's helped you build trust with stakeholders, right? So they kind of know, oh, she gets it, right? <laughs> She's gonna. Yeah,
1: they have to be sure that I got it. Actually, what yeah. I'm going to do there.
0: Well, yes. and as we know, oftentimes our our stakeholders, our business partners, don't always exactly know what they want. They might start out with prescribing. Oh, this
1: is my uh, yeah. This is my job to help them. Yes, to bring it on their mind. Sometimes, like they don't. Yes, it's. Really Really, I love it because uh, if we use the questions, we help stakeholders and managers to understand what they really want. Because sometimes they have something, oh, nice idea. And when you use some couple questions and they understood, oh, no, not so nice as I thought from the beginning. Like, we are not ready to spend so many resources there. And why? Why we have to do this? Like, we have to help them for sure to understand requests.
0: Well, yeah, to to understand like, well, okay, let's let's get really clear on what it is you want, why you want it, what's the impact it's going to have. And and then look at the cost benefit almost too, right? Yeah. That, yeah. So we are really facilitators of of decision making in many yes. cases long before we even get to sign off on on, you know, a program or something that, that we're we're being asked to implement, you know. So it's it's Fascinating. I love what we do, frankly, in this in this talent sphere. Oh, so let's go with our, our last question here. So when you think about all, all of your years of experience, and you know, it could be including this recent tough year that you've had, you know, coming coming from Ukraine to Canada. But generally in your life, in your career, what's what's the biggest lesson
1: you're you're glad that you learned? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it is nice to be confident. Mm. It is nice to be confident. But never stop learning. Right. Be open for any ideas, any knowledge, approaches, attitudes. Just I think it is important for me. Even this my example now shows that I I have to be open for everything, like everything new. Of course, it is like the same, but not. Yeah, cultural script, different, language, different, standards, different, like different bank's name. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> yeah, so I have to learn everything from the beginning, like yeah. a small child, you know? And I think when you have like open mind and you're open for everything, you will learn everything and you achieve a lot with the pleasure. Because <laughs> you're like, you like Yes, you're, oh, nice, I like it. You will not reject things and enjoy life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think that's beautiful. Never stop learning. If we resist or we're closed to it, I I agree. I think we're just making things harder. And here you're somebody that, you know, I really admire with just how you embrace learning and and new experiences. I think it's going to serve you very well. Thank you. Thank you so much. New home of Canada. So thank you for coming on the show. It's been such a delight speaking with you. Oh,
1: Lisa, it was a pleasure for me. Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: My pleasure. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your colleagues. Better yet, head over to iTunes and let us know. When you subscribe and leave me a five-star review, not only do I glow from within, but more people will learn about the show and why they should listen. Until next time, keep telling the talent management truth.